Katie Books Productions presents Lenny Gray, an audio drama written, produced, and narrated by Earl Sewell. Previously on Lenny Gray. Elmo loved me and I love him, Mary said defensively. Can't you remember what love feels like? The question caused Lenny Gray to pause again. I'm not sure of what that kind of love really is. Lenny Gray said earnestly. Don't you love Papa? Wasn't y'all in love before marriage? You listen to me good. You're going to stop all of this crazy talk here. You're going to stop going and sneaking around to see Elmo, and you're going to... Going to what, Mama? Work in the field the rest of my life until I'm old and can't stand up straight? Part of Lenny Gray was deeply wounded by Mary's news, and another part of her knew that one day she would become a mother. As Lenny Gray mulled over the multitudes of thoughts passing through her mind, the part that bothered her the most was the fact that she did not know what Mary had been secretly doing. How did all this stuff with you and Elmo start? Lenny Gray asked after a moment. In Sunday school, Mary answered. Go on, tell it, Lenny Gray said pushing her to reveal everything that she didn't know about. It started with me helping him to read the words in the Bible that he didn't know how to say right. Got to the point where he come to depend on me. I kind of liked that. Having a God-fearing man need my help and showing interest in me. Sounds like he was studying more than the Bible, Lenny Gray remarked mockingly. Okay, so he was studying me a lot, and I liked it. He made me feel special and like God meant for us to be with one another. Besides, Mama, he ain't no field worker. Mary defended her actions and was justifying her situation. I'm not sure how Curly is going to take all of this business you didn't went and got yourself twisted up in. Lenny Gray stood up and boiled more water to make tea. It really don't matter to me. Daddy don't like me much anyhow. I know how to think for myself, and he don't like that. He don't like it when a girl speaks her mind. Once I go live with Elmo, he won't have to look at me anymore and be upset because I'm not the daughter he wanted me to turn out to be. Mary spoke from a bruised place in her heart. Your daddy does care about you, and he loves you. How can you say such a thing? Lenny Gray defended Curly. No, he don't, Mama. He don't talk to me. All he do is shout at me when I don't do something to his liking. When I try to explain what I'm doing, he gets mad. He never notices or says anything when I do something right. Most of the time, he looks at me like he hates me. He treats me like I'm the enemy, Mama. He has a hard time showing exactly how much he cares is all. But I didn't come to learn 
that under all of his mean and hard ways, Curly's got a big heart. He just got big emotions inside of him, and they're so big that he that when he tries to control him and push him down, he has a tough time doing it. His emotions are like a bear that he tries to keep locked up in a trash can, and sometimes that bear just comes out in explosive ways. Mama, he has a bad temper, crazy mood swings, and drinks too much. Mary held on to her words and the painful truth they carried with them. She swallowed hard, and felt as if she had a knot in her belly. I remember when I was a little girl, how he hit you, especially after he had been drinking. When the boys were little, I would hug them and cover their ears against my chest so they wouldn't have to hear you crying, Mama. We wasn't always sleep when he did it, Mama. It wasn't like he was quiet when he hit you. Even when you tried not to cry, we heard it, Mama. I bet you didn't even know that I had to take Bud and Willie outside until he finished. We would wait out back. It got to the point that he was doing it so much that I told Grandma Ida about it. She told me to come over there when that sort of thing happens. She told me that was how a man and woman got along. Lenny Gray's heart tightened. It felt as if Mary had reached inside of her chest and began squeezing it to the point of it exploding in her hand. You talking out of your head and think you saw stuff that ain't happened. Lenny Gray became defensive and denied Mary verification of the truth. Mama, Mary whispered and waited for a long moment to pull up the courage to ask a question and receive an answer to what was burning in her heart. How long do I let Elmo beat me until I tell him to stop? Lenny Gray felt lightheaded and as if the room was spinning. Mary looked into her mother's eyes and saw how the question had dazed her. Finally, composing herself and speaking with a hollow voice, Lenny Gray said, I suggest you bring Elmo around here to tell your daddy what's done happened. Best to do it first thing in the morning, Lenny Gray said, avoiding the question and pouring another hot cup of tea. They need to talk things out, man to man. I'm sorry, Mama, Mary whispered and held her head down shamefully. Lenny Gray took a few sips of her tea. The only sounds that passed between them were Tommy's cough, the boy's snoring, and the whistle of the wind as it blew through their shanty. Neither one of them knew what to say. I'm going back to sleep, Lenny Gray said, moving past Mary toward the pallet where she slept with Curly. Mama, do you still love me? Lenny Gray craned her neck in the direction of Mary's voice. She didn't look into her eyes because she didn't want her to see the tears in them. I don't hate you, if that's what you're asking. I still love you. Lenny Gray couldn't sleep. She remained awake all night, and when daylight began to brighten the sky, she got up. 
she took a peek outside and saw that it had begun to snow. She cupped her hands and blew warm breath into them for heat. She looked over at where Mary slept and saw that she wasn't there. Bud woke up and was making his way over to the corner to use the privy pot. When you finish, wake up Willie and y'all go get some wood to get a fire started, Lenny Gray said. Okay, Bud answered groggily. Lenny Gray moved around the kitchen area to prepare breakfast. She was thankful that they had made enough money to keep cornmeal, flour, and sugar in the house. Mary and one of her friends had also found a blackberry tree a while back. They picked all of the blackberries and bought them back. Lenny Gray had preserved them in as many jars as she could find. Make Tommy a hot toddy. Curly carried Tommy in one arm and Minnie in the other. He sat them both down at the table. He got a bad cold jiggling around his chest. We probably need to keep him from sleeping on the same pallet as Minnie so she don't catch what he got, Curly said, and then looked around. Where Bud and Willie? They need to go and get some wood to get a fire started so things can get warmed up around here. That's where they at, Curly. They'll be back after a short while. Lenny Gray placed the back of her hand against Tommy's forehead. You still ain't feeling too good, is you? Lenny Gray asked Tommy. My throat hurt. Feel like I swallow rocks. Tommy whispered as he touched his throat. Make sure you make that toddy strong for him. Curly said, then rubbed Tommy's head. He's a strong boy. That toddy'll make those rocks in your throat go away. We back with the wood, Willie announced as he and Bud walked through the door. Where's Mary at? Curly looked around for her. Although he didn't say it, he was always worried about the safety of his children. He knew that anything could happen at any time. The clan, the sheriff, or anybody could bring harm to them if he didn't keep a close eye on them. She, 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 she coming down the road with the Bible, Bible stud, stud, study, study teacher who needs help reading the good, good, the good, the, the, the good book. But as usual, told all that he knew. Well, who? Curly asked again. Uh, look down the road. She coming with Mr. Uh, uh, Elmo and, and they is in the wagon ho- 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 holding hands. Bud snickered. What? Curly's voice boomed. Both Bud and Willie quietly moved out of the path of Curly and went about the business of getting the fire started. Curly stepped out and saw Mary and Elmo approaching slowly. Lenny? He called out to her over his shoulder. Lenny came up behind him and stood in the doorway. What you make of that there? Curly asked, pointing toward Elmo and Mary. I ain't got nothing to say about it. Whatever it is, it looks like they aims to tell it, Lenny Gray remarked, placing her hands in the pockets of her apron. Morning, Mr. Curly, Miss Lenny, Elmo said, tipping his hat. He was a stout man with deep-set eyes and yellow teeth. Elmo? Curly greeted him with a stern, low voice. His eyes played tennis between Elmo and Mary as he tried to figure out what was going on. Uh, Mary, get in the house, Curly ordered her, but Mary didn't move. She was standing up to her father and his abrasive ways. She was free and wasn't going back. She had gotten out. I'm here with Elmo and he got something to tell you. Mary's heart was full of courage, 
but her voice trembled. Is that right? Curly stared at Elmo. I bought you something, Mr. Curly. Elmo removed a flash from his jacket pocket filled with moonshine and offered it to Curly. The thought of liquor called out to Curly like a demon summoning its favorite pet. Curly's mouth felt dry and in need of moistening. He was obedient to the master who had called for him. I never thought a church man did much drinking. Well, there's plenty of drinking in the Bible. So if it's okay to drink in the Bible, I don't see why it ain't okay for men like us to have a little thunderbird when the mood hits. Curly smirked and unscrewed the cap. He took a sniff and then gulped it down. Oh, that's got a kick to it. Curly growled as the liquor set fire to his throat. Made it myself and drink it all the time, Elmo said. Tell him. Mary wanted Elmo to stop stalling. Curly needed to know everything before he got drunk. Mind if I uh, talk to you about something, Mr. Curly? Elmo asked with a slow and steady voice. Uh, look like you're trying to ask about courting my firstborn. Curly said as he tucked away the alcohol in his pocket. I'd say we're a season or two further along than courting, Mr. Curly, Elmo admitted as he readjusted his hat. Uh, uh, what do you mean, boy? Well, Mr. Curly, I, I aim to marry your daughter, Elmo announced. Mary looped her arm through Elmo's elbow to show her love for him and connection to him. I, I come to ask for your blessing. Elmo, this is the first time I done heard about you being interested in my baby. And you was telling me right off that you want to marry her. Uh, something ain't adding up. Well, sir, uh, no disrespect. But Mary here is a full-grown woman now. She's 17, and well, just like all things in nature, her season to make her own choices and ways didn't come. Elmo pointed out. How old is you, Elmo? Curly asked. Just turned 27 last month, Elmo said. Curly looked at Elmo and back at Mary. Mary needs to stay around here to help out in the field. I got a growing family and needs all the help I can get, Curly said to Elmo. Well, Mr. Curly, you see, I got a family growing too. Mary carrying my generations and we're going to get married with or without your blessing. Elmo didn't back down like Curly anticipated he would. Mary was proud of him for holding his own. You done went and spot my firstborn out of wedlock? What kind of goddamn church man is you? I'll shoot your black ass cemetery dead. Curly's temper ignited. Well, sir. The strength of Elmo's voice was starting to show signs of weakening. I, I know news like this isn't exactly easy, but you hearing this shit, Lenny? A God-fearing man that got our firstborn in a motherly way outside a goddamn marriage. Curly's voice rose to a level loud enough to wake the dead. I heard, Lenny Gray answered. I aims to make a good woman out of her. I'm going to give her and the baby my last name. I got a farm with a little patch of land that my daddy left me. I got a sow that's about to give birth, a good mule, and this here wagon. I got plenty of seeds to grow crop, and I gets a little money from the church for teaching Bible school. I ain't going to have no trouble feeding Mary and the baby at all. 
I'm in love with Elmo, Daddy. Mary finally spoke up. Curly scratched behind his ear and tried to organize his thoughts. Mary was always a troublemaker, and having her gone would be hard on the family because she wouldn't be able to help out. But it would also give Curly a little bit of peace. She my firstborn, Elmo, Curly said. He wanted to say more, but wouldn't. He reached for the flask that Elmo had given to him and took a long, deep gulp of the moonshine. I got plenty more where that come from, Elmo said, catering to Curly's dependence on moonshine. I'll bet you do, said Curly as he looked at Mary, who was still awaiting confirmation of his approval. So, Daddy, do we have your blessing? Mary pushed for an answer. Ain't much I can do about you expecting to be a mother. You ain't need my blessing to get caught up in a motherly way. So, why do you want it now? Curly! Lenny Gray spoke up. Well, it's true, Curly said, meeting Mary's eyes. It really don't matter what I say at this point. All of that goddamn schooling, and the onlyest thing you managed to learn how to do was to kick your legs up and get loaded out of wetlock. Hell, I done seen it all now. Ain't that what you did to Mama? Mary snapped back bitterly. Never mind. Daddy. Elmo, let's go. Girl, I oughta knock your ass off with that wagon. Who do you think you was talking to? Curly, give the girl your blessing. Lenny Gray pleaded. Don't send her off like that. I give my blessing whenever I feel like it, not when somebody come by to tell me to give it to him and insult me. That's the only power I got and I ain't giving it away. Curly said with a cold heart. Well, sorry you feel that way, Mr. Curly, Elmo voiced as he prepared to turn his wagon around. When are y'all getting married? Lenny Gray asked. Before the baby come, just like y'all did, Mary answered. You have my blessing then, Lenny Gray said sadly. Thank you, Miss Lenny, said Elmo and turned the wagon around. You keep the moonshine, Mr. Curly. Elmo said as he and Married went about their way. The following spring, Lenny Gray and her family were out in the field working. As always, she left Tommy and Minnie at the edge of the field where they could play and she could keep an eye on them. Her back was aching as she worked hard to break up the land so that seeds could be planted. Curly, Bud, and Willie were further down the line working alongside other families. What month does the baby do that Mary's having? Ida, her mother-in-law, was now in the fields. She had been working as a maid in the house of Mr. Bettis, but as she began to age, she couldn't keep up like she used to. She do in August, Lenny Gray said. How Tom doing? He getting along, best as he can. I think he's getting what my mama called a hardening of the arteries. He gets tired real quick. He can hardly walk five minutes before he had to sit down and catch his breath. Speaking of that, where Tommy at? She asked. Lenny Gray looked in the direction where her children were. She could see Minnie squatting down. 
Over there, playing with Minnie. She continued to work. Lenny Gray worked hard for several hours. She worked so hard that her hands began to blister. She tore pieces of fabric from the hem of her dress and wrapped it around her hands. She wiped her brow and then continued to work. After several more hours, she felt something tugging at her dress. She turned, looked down, and saw that Minnie had wandered over to her. Tommy, come get Minnie, Lenny Gray called to her son, but didn't get an answer. She rose up and looked for him. Tommy? She called and searched for him again. Maybe he done went to the bathroom, Ida said. Nah, that ain't like Tommy to go without asking. He's still sickly and... Lenny Gray stopped talking. An eerie feeling kicked her in the gut. Hold on to Minnie for me, Ida, Lenny Gray said faintly and moved towards the edge of the field hastily. As she got closer, she could see Tommy's frail body laying on the ground. Tommy? Lenny Gray called out his name. When he didn't answer, she moved quicker. He was laying on his back. His eyes were shut, and his mouth was agape. Tommy! Lenny Gray got on the ground and embraced his lifeless body. She shook him in an attempt to wake him, but he was unresponsive. She looked at him, and with her thumb and first finger, pushed open his left eyelid. His eye was lifeless. It was just a small brown circle of emptiness. She opened up the other eyelid, and it wasn't there. It had rolled up into his skull. With the next breath, grief clamped down on Lenny Gray and began to choke the life out of her. It was as if someone had poured a pail of bitterly cold ice water down her back. She bucked her spine and arched her head back and tearfully gazed up at the sky. Her mouth opened wide and she attempted to howl out mournfully, but no sound would pass through her lips. Her chest ballooned with stiffening pain until she was only able to take in short wisps of air. When her body could no longer inhale air, it stopped moving as if every part of her being had become unexplainably lifeless and frozen in time. Finally, her body yielded and allowed her to exhale, forcing Lenny Gray to scream out in grief-stricken anguish at the top of her voice. <laughs>